Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Okay, so I'm going to get like a little sentimental because this is going to be the last season we record in person in this flat. I know. How weird is that? I know. I mean, we should have done it in the utility closet just for good times. <laughs> I don't think my back would have been able to handle it. I don't think it, my bum would have fit. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. So this is a really significant season for many reasons. Is that the first reason? Yeah. That yeah, because yeah. we are really exactly. We are really capping off. I mean, ten fucking seasons, right? That's yeah. a lot. That was yeah. that's a lot of hours spent yeah. <laughs> talking about. KMB. Shit. <laughs> but is there more seasons to come? Yes, there are. How many? We can have at least 14 seasons. Well, they have and to because we haven't started the B of our name yet. True. Although this season, not to give everything away, but this season will cover a little bit of that B, okay, the cool. bliss in our name, because we're going to kind of bridge from magic to bliss. Okay. And this will be the final season of magic. Okay. I'm sure magic will still crop up here and there because it usually does as karma does from time to time so but then we're going to head into starting season 11 will be bliss okay but there's you know while there's nothing after bliss right we can still keep going and going and going so i suspect from what i kind of gathered there might be more esoteric stuff okay and maybe more practical stuff too yes yes (laughs) (laughs) you're like i'm like so it's really interesting is does infinity really exist like they can go there okay fine yeah and i can go to how do we just live our lives well that's what this season is about oh really okay Mm -hmm. fine so what is the season about okay so the name of this season is what if it never happened in the first place right or something like that um, I should know that. And I have no idea how that title really fits. And I've, I always apologize because <laughs> their logic is a bit upside down. So what you think would make sense often doesn't in the spiritual context. So what if it never happened in the first place is what if karma never happened in the first place? What if we didn't have to suffer under the weight of karma? What if karma wasn't informing our bullshit? What if we always knew we were good enough slash God enough? Yeah. So what would life look like? And that's effectively what the season's going to be. Yeah. Because I presume once you've come out of your karma and you're kind of playing in magic a little bit, you get to a place where yeah, and you're not informed, a distant memory. And you're not informed by your ego, which you wouldn't have had if you didn't have your karma, right? Or fear. Yeah. So how cool. What would that look like? I mean, people can't even imagine that because we're so, we're so scarred. We're so informed. We have so many patterns that we've developed and coping mechanisms that to imagine a life where we don't need them anymore, we don't use them anymore, we never had them in the first place, that's almost impossible. Okay. Right? So this isn't about going back in time and fixing stuff. You can't. You can't. But can we somehow, from a whole healed space, approach our lives as if that were really the case? Okay. Yeah. And how do we do that? Um, well, we're not here to talk about the how yet. Okay, fine. <laughs> right? I'm still just laying the groundwork for the season, which okay. in part will be very grounded, as you said. But of course, as a somewhat spiritual podcast, we're going to kind of lend the spiritual lens. Okay. So I'll yeah? be more so the grounded So this is one. effectively, this is, Rhea, the season you always wanted. This is what season one would have been if we didn't have to look at karma. <gasps> 
Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, so I get what I want. Yeah. So Which is... When you actually get what you want. So was this about me when I actually get what I want? It's not which about, is about season. you. I love how this entire podcast is about you. Well, it always <laughs> has funny. been. It's just it also applies so to other you. people. Yeah. But, but when you actually get what you want, so the first way in which I do this, I get the season I always wanted. When I yeah. said, when I said, yeah, Liz, I'll join you in a podcast. Yeah. So I could like talk about me and like figure out, have all the answers to all the issues or questions I have about dating a relationship and whatever else comes up. Yes. That's exactly what it is, Rhea. Because now you understand nine seasons later, you couldn't have those answers if you were in your karma. And that's part of the problem when you look at a lot of self-help and solution-based mediums, right? Books, podcasts, whatever, is that until you've tackled karma, you won't figure out anything. Nothing will fundamentally change in your life if karma is constantly banging on your door. If you don't think you're good enough and you're not taking your power, how the hell are you going to create a life that you desire from that place? No, I mean, you could create situations as we know you could maybe design a circumstance and that will feel really good and that will in the in that moment make you feel perhaps empowered or well on your way to having a better life but again we're looking at the internal workings and until those shift nothing can fundamentally shift on the outside Mm. so we've shared enough with people (laughs) i think exhaustively that we can now not go back, but now we can sort of begin again. How nice. Yeah. People will be ready because of the shedding period they'll have gone through throughout this year. And that is why this will drop when it does. What is the progression of these episodes? Exactly. The progression of this season. Interestingly, it's going to be 12 episodes and then eight episodes. So we're going to be talking about sex and dating and cheating and relationships. So that's going to be a lot of the first 12. And then... The eight episodes are going to be elevating somehow. As we always know, the, f- the later episodes have to do with the more spiritual context. And they tie everything in together. Yeah, they do. Okay, fine. But otherwise, unlike the previous season, there doesn't have to be the same depth. Oh, nice. In that way, which is the kind of tiring part. So, yeah. And also, it's just much more my jam. No, it's not going to be easy for anyone pretty much over 25 to really imagine a life outside of separation and for people under 25 it really depends on what their circumstances have been in life that whether or not they've been able to hold oneness or if they've been exposed to too much separation that they followed in their whatever their parents footsteps or their community's footsteps and just to recap when we're talking about oneness and separation because it is the start of a new season Mm -hmm. we'll talk about separation it's the, I mean, I'm not even going to explain what karma is. There are enough books and podcasts out there that you can figure that one out. Yeah. But when it comes to separation, which I imagine will be something we need to talk about every now and again, it's, well, you call it spiritually, I and God are not one. Mm-hmm. What I call, effectively, there's a right, there's a wrong, there's a good, there's a bad, there's mm-hmm. judgment, there's shame. It's just there's a, there's a separation between who we are and what we really desire and what we believe we can have. 
Right. And what we want. And there's hierarchy. Yeah. And there's the there's a hierarchy among those wants and needs yeah. and desires as well, right? The thing about separation is that it tells us that in order to get what we want, we have to sacrifice. We have to work hard. We have to earn it. Mm-hmm. We have to pay our dues. And our success has to look like someone else's. Mm-hmm. Right? There's There's no way to define what work means for you, what life means for you, and what success means for you. And that's really for me, and I guess in coming into this episode about kind of like, or the season about my non-karma life, mm-hmm. that's one of the kind of big things, really, that we need to remember. Because that's one of the things our karmic undoing process teaches us. When we're living in separation, it means we're separate from ourselves. And if we're separate from ourselves, we can't possibly know what is in our best interest. We can't possibly know what is in our highest good. We are not necessarily living from a place of trust or faith that we can figure out what's what's right for us I mean, in terms of what we want to be doing in our lives, what we're here for, what is our purpose. Yeah, and simply we can't we can't believe we can create the life that we desire, right? Ever. Even in spirituality, right? When oh you look my God. at manifestation, law of attraction, all those couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. It it's it's just the same thing. In another word, so you've got to write your list, you've got to pass your test, you've got to hurt your fingers when you're chopping up with the scissors for your vision boards, you know, you've got to (laughs) meditate every day, so like for three hours, so you can't actually do anything, like live a life, like everything to do with spirituality in a lot of ways involves this kind of martyrdom or pay your dues or sacrifice Mm. or devotion that is so unnatural to us because the one thing that we as humans are devoted to is joy Mm -hmm. and love But when we try and channel that devotion into things that we feel kind of like the hard bit to get to the nice bit, Mm -hmm. in a way, we just ensure that the nice bit never really comes. Yeah, or it comes sporadically. And the issue, and I know we've said this before in previous episodes, so I'm not going to belabor it. The issue with a lot of spiritual modalities is that they came through as a way to ease our discomfort in separation. The thing is, and the issue with those is that they still promote separation because it's still all separation informed everything. Even if it's well intentioned, it still cannot because either the person who brought it forward or whatever they were, you know, whatever they were using to inspire still has its roots in separation. We have, you know, people really need to understand how much separation has just informed our lives, our world, our communities to the extent that so little of what we do exists outside of separation well it's what you said about this season we couldn't have done this nine seasons ago because actually it would have just been in separation on both of our sides right we didn't really fully understand what it meant to make calm your bitch what it meant to you know kill your fear kill your ego understand that you are good enough and more than that you are god enough that there's more than just this so-called life in front of our eyes and Mm -hmm. actually you have power and it's not just power to make choices but it's power to go along your fate and bring that fate to life. Yes. And that's really huge. It's huge. And one that I think is going to be difficult for a lot of people to wrap their minds around. And I get that. I get that it is really difficult to understand because we feel so bound. And also because so few of us have actually ever managed to do it. You know, even the last seasons that we've been talking about, season eight, season nine, they were very much spirituality from this kind of very theoretical place, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm so excited about this season, because let's talk about it from a practical space. Let's talk about how you actually create what you want. So even if you're in a fully conscious space, so maybe you're not fully there, but you're open 
open-minded enough, you're open-hearted enough to the possibilities of something that resides outside of anything you could possibly conceive of that, you know, there is something within your fate that is written and unwritten. And if you get to that unwritten bit, can you just imagine what's possible? But can I tell you what I've noticed? And mm. it's kind of pissed me off about myself, if I'm honest. Okay. And it's a confession time. I was talking about this. I was telling you yesterday. <laughs> that it's almost like, I know what I desire. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I know what I desire. Like those big pieces, I know what I desire. But it's almost like I don't actually want them. So like I'm hap- I'm I'm more comfortable staying in this like really weird stasis okay. where I'm playing. Pause. So we'll explain what that looks like or why that is. And that has a lot to do with the fact that you're really deciding your fate at the moment. This is still the written bit, but you get to you get you have a say. And you're trying to exercise that say and you're trying to figure that out. That's where, you know, it's it's not free will because free will would presume that you have an entire spectrum of choice. When you're within your fate, you have options, like almost limitless possibilities, but all of the choices you've been making have been removing or eliminating yeah. those limitless possibilities, narrowing them down more and more because you are still one person and you're choosing your path. Your path is written, but certain elements of your path are not necessarily laid in stone but that's what it means in terms of these are things I know I desire, but I'm not sure how much I really want them. You know, we're really having to release ourselves from the expectations of what life is supposed to look like. All the paradigms, right down to relationship paradigms. So we have, in many ways, thrown out the baby with the bathwater of late in terms of like, now no one's getting married. Now no one's having children. It's like we've gone this other extreme, but we've had to do that because we're really trying to release ourselves from the the binds of what these paradigms and archetypes have done to us and the damage that they have wrought. They have served us well, but we can't live with them anymore. So with by living without them and utterly not choosing them, it allows you to create your own relationships and paradigms. Exactly. Okay. Fine. But then the thing is also, then this is the other thing I sometimes wonder is, is it just that we fear success more than failure? Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I know in my karma, we always laughed. Like my, the theme tune was it's good until it gets bad, right? Yeah. Every relationship I had, every time I got excited, every time I thought something was going to pan out, it blew up in my face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that still had a hangover even post-karma in what we would term hell or in what we would term the, the early stages of 5D and beyond, right? Like mm-hmm. that idea does stick with you and it's one of the hardest to unravel right and I know that the reality is like post karma that just things keep going on and on right Mm -hmm. like relationships weirdly transform or they dissipate gently that your job just evolves and it evolves so naturally I know that things just go on without an end and it's not that things blow up but that fear of what if there's nothing apart Mm -hmm. from my misery at the end of this giant high is waiting for me alone is something that I think does strike strike hesitation. But we also like the predictability, right? We like the familiar. And so, of course, in some ways, it's easier to be living in our karma. It's still easier to be expecting the disappointment and the unmet expectation because that's what we've always known. Mm. And so as much as we talk about, oh, wouldn't it be nice if life could be different or if life 
if we don't ever have to have that. But then yet we're equally suspicious of anyone who says it is possible. Yeah, and then we're like looking for it. Well, I guess yeah. the two things I would or add we to that. we doubt them, yeah. you know, or we look at Tony Robbins, we think, okay, he'll probably be the only one who can do it in this lifetime. And you're like, bitch, well, no, if that guy can do it, anyone can do it. But because we become complacent, right? You know, we also have these fabricated milestones. You know, life is good enough if I've managed to get married, if I found somebody who can like put up with my bullshit or tolerate whatever and you know and that relationship's lasted x amount of years yeah even if like you know we don't sleep in the same bed anymore or we like rarely have sex but that's okay right because everything we is, together we just didn't get divorced yeah well somebody's gonna take care of me in my dying days but yeah. will they i don't well, know well effectively that's the whole thing right like and i remember thinking about this recently how much of these milestones and how much of everything is are we living or are we just dying slowly? Yeah, we're just preparing for our death. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay, pre- <laughs> well, when I've died, I can say I ticked off these things that I had to do and I had pockets of joy. But guaranteed, anyone you speak to who's really old or about to die, I've heard this now six, seven times from people, right? Where they yeah. just say, I wish I fucking lived more. No, we're all preppers, whether we realize it or not, right? Which is we're all preparing for the end of days. We've always done that, yeah. you know? A lot so, of religions are based on that. Mm. And the thing is also, I do like my comfort. I am complacent in many ways. But the thing is, is I also get bored fucking easily. So I do need to keep moving. And that was the thing I needed to remind myself of when I was having these conversations yesterday with you Mm -hmm. about desiring and wanting and all that kind of stuff. And like knowing what I desire, but kind of not sure whether I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Right. There were a couple of things. Yes. That was the, what happens if I say I want this and then I don't get it Mm -hmm. and I can't be disappointed again. Second one is, I don't know what this looks like, so it freaks me out, and I might not want it when I got it, so maybe it's easier not to want it at all. Mm -hmm. The third is, I know this place. I know where I'm at right now. I can navigate this portion of my life. And whether or not it's making me bored, and it's making me want more, and I'm ignoring that wanting more over and over again until effectively I start squishing my spirit and my life force into like nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll... stay in complacency for as long as I can. And that's the bit I really need to work on, to be honest. <laughs> when it's time to move forward, you're always ready to move forward. It might be a day, it might be an hour, it might be a month, yeah. but you are. Yeah. So you're not trying to drag your heels and trying to pull yourself back just because it's what you know. Yeah. You end up not only stunting yourself, but you end up removing the joy that you'd infused in your life. You know, when you finally do act, finally, when you kind of come out of that you know, complacent state, sometimes it's not as fun. You're not experiencing your your true power because you've brought so much resistance to it. Interesting. Right? And so it's it's more helpful just to, again, like I told you yesterday, <laughs> what a significant conversation that was, better baby steps than no steps. Mm. And better not holding yourself or holding yourself in judgment for not embracing something or not panicking because you were trying to work yourself into panic and I was like why are you using these like panic words and I was generally just trying to use my honestly I was trying to panic myself into wanting to do something and then you were like and I was like oh but I'm not that panicked and then we sort of I literally was trying to panic myself I was like maybe if I create a panic inside I'll do something right and there are people who do you know my husband he artificial stress it is his natural state and so it's something that if things are not stressful at all he'll need to create it in order to move Mm. right so what does one do when they're in that space and they need to feel like they need to move forward rather than creating panic you know what helps and this is why and i know it's going to sound so trite to people they're going to be like whatever joy the more fun and joy you're having in your life believe it or not the more you're going to want to keep it you're actually naturally infusing enough light in you that you are lighter 
And then you can propel yourself it's forward. Exactly. Movement forward, movement or progression is a lot easier when you're lighter. If you're denser in terms of you're weighed down by your stress. Or sadness. Or, or sadness. Or for some it's anxiety, which by the way, there's more stress than anxiety in most people. They just, every, yeah. everything is about anxiety. But trust me, it's actually much, people are just really under the weight of a lot of stress. If that's really what you're experiencing, it weighs you down. So really it's about just find a tiny thing to do that brings you joy for five minutes. And then it'll grow laughter. and grow and grow. Exactly. The more laughter you have in your life, the more company you have in your life. And I don't mean like empty company. I don't mean empty social situations. I just mean Connection, meaningful. Intimacy. It can be. It doesn't even have to be as deep as intimacy. It could just be as fun as like a pub quiz mm. where you're just really enjoying and, you know, maybe your mind is firing or something like that. I love mm. a good pub quiz, but... It could be something like that, but um, and the more you're depends. doing that, the lighter you are, the more likely you, opportunities will come to you. Is that how it works? Or that you'll want to, you'll look out for them more. Okay, and take yeah. them. Yes, more exactly. Okay, you just get hungry again. So, for because you want more and more of it. Okay, that's why. Interesting, and that's how you keep moving forward. I guess it makes sense. Like last night, I went to the theater with a friend of mine. Right, it was like so nice to kind of pushing myself to go a little bit. Went had a great time. On the way home, I was talking to another friend, and for some reason, I typed concerts into my phone, and it turns out that next week is one of my favorite artists having a concert in a really great venue, so we booked on the spot, and I thought, it's so funny, if I hadn't gone to the first one, I wouldn't have gone to the second one, yeah. and so I'm going to, like, so just you keep, I guess you just keep doing more and more and pushing yourself more and more, but also the weather yeah. makes a difference, I'm just saying. No, it does. It really does make a difference. I could give you other options or solutions, but those are the things that will cost you less. Okay, fine. <laughs> right? Like, yes, you could just go and plan something that's a bit more, you could take a trip or you could, you know, there's other ways in which we could stretch ourselves, but that requires a lot more effort and planning and money mm. but fun and joyful things don't have to cost a lot or anything really mm. and that's really what you want to be looking out for fine because those are mm. that's probably the most doable approach because the beginning or start of anything is when we experience the greatest potential of all that can be or become if you can believe that I don't, and you need to explain it to me in other words so when we're making a choice to do more than just exist in our lives, but that we want to do something with our existence, right? That we are alive. Mm. That's our being. Mm. And the becoming, it's effectively grow and evolve, in other words. Oh, God. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> but maybe a little less snooze. Yeah. Right? Something that has yet to become or be is something that still has to be fully made or decided. And that's an action. So okay. it's the process of. So it's like magic and creation 101. So is it a bit like, all right, I've been sitting at home for a month and a half doing nothing and I've decided to start living. Mm -hmm. The choice that I make to start living, all of a sudden there's all these possibilities. How am I going to live? What am I going to do? Yeah. And that's what you mean because yeah. I haven't... I haven't become who I'm going to be the next day when after I've made some of these choices, right? right? And I'm not going to be the person who reaps the benefits of those choices yet. But at that moment, I'm starting the process and allowing who I'm going to be to take form. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And how and Shocked who you are going to become. That. You know, it's we put it in somewhat complex terms, but it is a lot simpler. But in understanding magic and creation, they have to be in those terms. So I'm really okay. sorry for that. Okay. But it can be anything. It could be, you know, I've decided I want to be in partnership. 
right? I've decided, and that's not necessarily a future thing. That's a present thing because it's a desire. So it exists in that moment. It is not about the next moment. It is in our moment, right? I want to have a child because that's another act of creation or I desire this incredible outcome for this work that I'm currently doing. That work is in the act of becoming. Okay, fine. Yeah. And so the more choices you make along those lines, mm-hmm. the more then you can create what you desire. Yeah. But or, or actualize what you desire. I I just threw in that word. Sorry. Oh, fine. Yeah. But I guess the one thing I would say is that, and this is just something I can so see myself understanding this as, so I'm just going to add it as a caveat now. It does not mean you have to make the right choices to create what you desire. Do you know what it mm-hmm. So a lot yeah. of times when we learn, when we were talking about at the beginning of this episode with manifestation, you have to pass tests. You have to make the right things. You have to show you're serious. You have to believe what you want, you desire. Because actually what we've said is that your desires are unfolding as you are, mm-hmm. right? So if you're just allowing yourself to make choices that feel right to you, whether it's listening to your heart or listening to your soul, or however you want to talk about it, mm-hmm. actually what you're doing is you're actualizing those desires, some of which might be a lot bigger than you ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. So really it's about that marriage between the heart and the mind. It's about trusting your feelings and listening to them and allowing it to unfold. And that's where you get the outcome you most desire. Yeah. It's not as conscious as you think it is in terms of, weighing up the pros and cons of each choice and getting choice paralysis that's not how this works and it's never been how this works or that's the separation or eliminating all the experiences you could possibly have because you're so focused on this one particular yeah thing yeah trust me and i'll say this when it comes to relationships i never would have had a great relationship unless i've i practiced and had all those other experiences around relationships first how would I have known anything I would have just taken all my ignorance and assumptions and expectations and ruined everything Mm -hmm. every time the point of having these experiences is not so that we're prepared for it in terms of like tests or anything else it's so that we can grow and be the person who can create those desires so what we're actually doing is we're increasing our power and we're growing up because those desires might not be right for the person we are today mm-hmm. but they might be absolutely natural for the person we can become tomorrow mm-hmm. and the only way to get from today to tomorrow is by following our hearts and for some, that's going through your karma. For others, that's moving along your fate. Or just listening to ourselves. Yeah. We've faced so much pressure to be part of the group and the herd, right? And Which evolutionary makes sense. One of the things that is really coming to a head this year for people is, who am I? This year is in the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024? No, 2023 was a lot about the individual. Who am I outside of this group? Mm. how do I identify myself mm. and it's not just identity in quotes right it's more the like how do I identify myself as in what is my relationship to myself mm. because if we don't have that fully we really don't know what we desire we can't because mm. we're just we're going to be in that sort of hive mind mm. that's why clarity is so important it is because it's actually and this is what I find so fascinating about clarity, because I always thought clarity meant you had to have a list. I don't know why I keep going back to this fucking list today, but that's what <sighs> You know, I'm just telling you, I'm seeing it over Insta a lot still, you know. Mm. There's like a couple of podcasts I follow. Yeah, so it's not whatever. a... That's not what we mean about clarity, is and I can no. see what my life looks like. Because actually, all you should really be able to see is the next step, maybe two or three, as we've discussed, right? Yeah. The most you can really see is about five to seven steps ahead, and that's when you're really so far in your fate that you can really see, and it won't be in everything. It'll only probably be in one or two things. So that exactly. kind of 
clarity is impossible and you wouldn't want it because actually it would limit you to what you know effectively what you're doing is you're not allowing yourself to grow you're just allowing time to pass and those are two very different yeah. things it narrows things it, the much, more you know so much because yeah. then you're trying to from a logical place create it mm-hmm. but from a kind of more spiritual place as well you're tr- trying to create the future based on who you are today Mm -hmm. and that means that your future will be limited to who you are today exactly and so what you end up trying you end up having to squash yourself into this other existence it doesn't fit it doesn't doesn't work yeah and if you want the greatest possible outcome or experience you need to allow yourself to naturally evolve into it because it will be as big as you become. Yeah, exactly. Is that the be becoming bullshit that you're saying? Okay, that makes sense. But that's why we need clarity. Yes, all that but, bullshit. But I wouldn't say, so when I say clarity, I don't mean clarity in what we want. And clarity, I mean clarity in who we are. Yes, and clarity isn't always, because I think we also confuse clarity with our, our ability to see things, mm. right? I can see it clearly. I can envision the guy. I can yeah. envision, you yeah. know, the girl. I can envision, you know, my job or the, the apartment or house, right? Because that's what manifestation also teaches. Like, well, you need to every, see it. Every, we're, we're educated like that in every way. Yeah, and I it's mean, not our even just, boards. No, but not even spirituality. You need mm. to be able to see where you're going. So, then, so you see your parents and so you get married the same way and so you emulate you emulate you emulate you emulate yeah. and then you wonder why nothing's really changed yeah. and then like something comes along which is so different everyone freaks out about it yeah so clarity yes it can involve sight but it's also about feeling and knowing and aligning with what is in our highest good so what is you mean? are going to explain that <laughs> like you explain it because you explained highest good yesterday clarity if clarity isn't what you're going to see next or what it's going to look like and trust me no one wants that anyway because it's never as sweet. As much as you think it would be, you'll be constantly waiting for the shoe to fall if it looks exactly as you saw it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Or if you walked into a room that you saw exactly as it was going to be, you're always going to be looking for things that's different. You won't believe your eyes. Mm-hmm. So really, if we talk about experience makes normal, it has to be a normal progression. But that clarity for me is, can I? do I know what's my next step? Do mm-hmm. I know whether to say yes or no? Mm-hmm. Do I know... Do I know if I have to do something or if I don't have to do something now? Do I know myself? Mm -hmm. Because when we're able to have clarity within, then the rest kind of flows naturally from there. Because in every choice you make, align to yourself, right? So if you're making a choice that is in clarity, i.e. I am clear this is a choice I'm going to make. And again, it doesn't need to be all dramatic about it. When you're able to keep making those choices from place of this is what I want to choose, as simple as that, in that moment, in that one tiny moment, what you're doing is you're exercising your power and you're Mm -hmm. saying that I can make these choices and in making these choices that feel right to me, I can create magic. I can create the life I desire. Mm -hmm. I can create everything that will make me the happiest, most powerful person I can be, Mm -hmm. right? And so every choice is a choice and it could be as simple as where to go for lunch today Mm -hmm. or whether or not to go to a concert tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But all those little choices breed this version of you who's had a certain lunch who's gone to a certain concert who's had certain experiences and those choices is power because you are creating your life you are creating who you are based on what you feel we can also just baby step clarity (laughs) you're like and then you most and i was like yeah but you can also just like really trust yourself (laughs) yeah fine (laughs) to me it's also just about trusting that no matter what choice you make no matter what you do or choose to not do right like that it's enough and i think the highest good 
part that comes into this. And yesterday, of course, you and I went back and forth on how do we redefine highest good for people? Oh, my my explanation was like so awful for you. And I was like, but this is the actual explanation. You're like, I can't stand by that. <laughs> but it was like that which we do that expresses our divinity or something or allows us to yeah. express our divinity or well, something. Because, and look, it's just I wouldn't write it. Because <laughs> if we are, I get it. If we are the divine, therefore we are the most powerful person in our world. We can create anything we desire mm-hmm. at the drop of a finger. Yeah. Then... Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because then we can create everything we desire at a mm-hmm. drop of a finger. But what would be missing from that when I was in my karma and kind of coming out of it was the faith, right? Mm. The faith that I had my own back, that I wasn't going to create misery for myself. Yeah. Or that someone was going to come from the side and like knock it on, out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that actually, because the thing about faith about around this stuff which is interesting is that faith for me was always quite defensive i can't have faith because i have to be in this defensive mode of protecting what i have and hoping to fall less right whereas the faith that i'm describing here is actually a much more open faith of i'll be okay and i'll be happy it's almost like that child who giggles right Mm -hmm. like funny enough i'm seeing like this child who giggles and who knows they're safe you Mm -hmm. know that's the kind of faith that we want to be working towards and that takes time and that again experience makes normal i laugh at the idea of you saying something takes time (laughs) i mean look at the end of the day time for me ideally would be like 24 hours (laughs) even then for you used to be like two minutes so i'll take 24 hours but i don't understand how any of what we just talked about relates to magic and practical relationship stuff or how (laughs) it relates to the season I always wanted. And this is the final bit I'm going to add about all of this is that, and I was going to bring this in earlier, but actually now is probably the right time to say is that one of the reasons why we always hesitate is that we think we're going to get what we want, but what we've been told time and time again is you're getting what you want, but it's not as sweet or not as good. And so right now I thought I was getting the episode I always wanted and I'm like, what did I get? Yes, I know that this particular episode, this specific episode, Mm -hmm. isn't exactly what Mm -hmm. you wanted, even though it's the season that you wanted. But if we're going to be living from this space, live from this post-karmic, anything is possible space, but in, in the way in which we are happy and joyful and can have fun, we're not just working with our higher selves, but our most divine selves. Yeah, and so that's why we really needed to kind of like lay the groundwork before we get into the Abler episode. So yes, it's everything you wanted, but maybe not exactly as you wanted or envisioned. Which is always the way it goes anyway. Could be better. I leave room for better. I mean, listen, like in the previous seasons, we talked about the mechanics of magic. What we're also going to be doing in the season, and I think in later episodes of the season, is what it means to be in co-creative partnership with the divine. So if in the previous point of we need to be able to live from the the one truth. There's only one truth, which is that we are the divine and therefore the divine is an all. Mm. And we are part of the all and hence we are all connected and that is oneness. And so to really be able to live from that space, in which case then life gets to be a lot more fun. Like you said, that's where you just get to create things, you know, at the drop of a hat. And I almost wanted to caveat that statement with, well, Yes, you can, but everything's going to be always in line with not just your capabilities, but with your purpose, right? Of course. So we need to understand what life and fate and beyond looks like. 
we have our grounded reality and we have our elevated reality. And each of us individually are what brings that together, those two things together. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.